Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. Coming up on NBA Today, what Embiid and the Sixers did to the Mavs last night and why Dallas's all-star world might be on their last leg. Don't miss Kyrie Irving's must-hear thoughts on the state of the team. Plus, we're going to stick in the West because the playoff drought, it is over in Sacramento. And the Lakers, they certainly were not too small last night. We will discuss also the top two teams in the East square off in a big one. And you know who he is. Monty Williams had to remind him, though. Shaking your hand for part of it. Greatness don't shake his head. You feel me? Welcome to NBA Today, presented by American Express. He's Kendrick Perkins. He is Richard Jefferson. I'm Malika Andrews, and we have a lot to get to over the next hour. We have a jam-packed show, but last night, it was a lot of fun around the association. Yeah, it was a lot of fun around the association, and we're excited to be back in here today. Well, the pictures <laughs> back that up. What is wrong with you, man? Uh, we don't want to open that can of worms. For starters, though, we have this image from Joe Murphy of Russell Westbrook last night. I mean, early contender for image of the year. Here. I love it. What Absolutely. did you see from Russ? I see Russ, a guy that is on a mission right now. Revenge, right? Revenge to go out there and harm and reflect or inflict pain on people that done it to him, including myself. So I see a guy that's playing with passion. I see a guy that has something to prove. I see a guy that is on a mission. And I think we, the media, myself, you. we all, yeah, you too. We owe Russell Westbrook and them power. I didn't say nothing right? about Russell. We all did when he didn't take a lesser role with the Los Angeles Lakers, when we were on him about his career and him changing his habits or taking a lesser role. He is proving the wrong, the world wrong right now. And this, what been with Paul George being out, Russell Westbrook is on the mission. No Kawhi Leonard last night. They get it done in Memphis. 36 in Memphis. and 10, 5 of 5 from 3. So the next image, though, the Oklahoma City Thunder. You see SGA there in street clothes. It didn't matter, though. Jalen Williams, his tip shot, got it to go. What did you think of them last night? I, honestly, I'm proud of them. And, and when I say proud, I mean when you look at the expectations that were put onto their team at the beginning of the season, rightfully so. Same with Utah. The fact that SGA has ascended to, you know, superstar status status. Mm -hmm. The fact that all of these guys have not listened to anyone. They have focus on their growth and they have gotten better every single month. And just they're cohesive as a young group. You don't see it also. I think they're building something special in OKC. Our next image, you're going to notice we have a little bit of a theme going on here. It's all about the West. Oh, so, oh, we got a just, double pick. Just a couple of days after Patrick Beverly said that the Lakers, you know, were too small. LeBron James was too small. You got Austin Reeves doing the same thing back last night. Take a listen to what LeBron James had to say about his teammate having his back. What? Uh, the AR always got my back. <laughs> always. Last question, Mike. Even though he loved Kobe back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive him. <laughs> 
LeBron, all smiles. Next guy, maybe not so much. Kyrie Irving and the Dallas Mavericks, they fell once again last night, this time at the hands of the Philadelphia 76ers. But it's what Kyrie Irving had to say afterwards that'll make you get the picture. Just where we are in the season and where other teams are positioned already, it, it kind of looks like, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a cluster right now, to be honest with you, because we're, you know, 37 and 40, and we're trying to fight and to get into the playing game, and it's not the expectations that I think any of us had in that locker room. And, and me getting mid, um, traded mid-season, I didn't expect uh, to ask for a trade at that point in the season. So I wanted to finish out with Brooklyn, finish out with the season that we had going, and. Um, again, it didn't get a chance to do that. So some of the goals I had uh, previously this season had to be shifted. I'm appreciative of them giving me the opportunity. It's been nothing but uh, great here. And, uh, I've been at peace, so it's been good. Outside, yeah. uh, outside of the losses, of course. We like to win every game. Okay, so there, there's a whole lot of there there. You were his teammate, though, Richard. Mm -hmm. What did you hear in all of that? Well, I, I think for him, he's saying, he's like, look, when you get traded midseason and it's very, very difficult, it's like you enter into, and you have to shift your ex expectations. Yes, they were in a good spot. The West is really tight. They're trying to figure it out. Luka's been injured. He's been injured. They haven't been able to get a rhythm. It, this is not, I would say, Kyrie's fault. This is a, this is a, um, a structure of the, of the roster. You look at the Lakers. Lakers had two superstars for the last couple of years, but the roster around them wasn't great, and they struggled. They improved the roster at the deadline. They filled in some of the gaps, and now they're playing much better basketball. I think they gave up so much to get Kyrie because they were kind of just in the middle of the pack, and now they're struggling because of injury and trying to figure it out in a short amount of time. And it is a cluster. 100% it's a cluster, but I don't think this is a, oh, Kyrie right. is to blame. Luka can't play with a superstar. I don't think that's the case. But when you listen to his full comments, he's saying the cluster is where they are at within the fabric of the Western Conference, not necessarily just the team. That's, that's what I heard at least. Oh, the team's a cluster, too, and the West well, is a cluster. Both of them are clusters. I said yesterday yeah. that the Mavs have a funk, and they didn't oh, shake true. that funk. Got to have that funk. Well, first of all, listening to Kyrie Irving, I see a brother that's confused, okay? So you want the good or the bad first? I like, I'll give I, you, I like my dessert first. I'll give you the good, okay? The good thing about it is that we applaud Kyrie Irving for what he does in the community, for us donating, for us, you know, whatever he may do in the schools and things to that nature. We applaud him. But when it comes to his basketball knowledge, when it comes to his decision-making, he's horrible. And let's go all the way back to his time in Cleveland. You're in Cleveland with LeBron James. You have went to multiple finals. You won a championship there. And you forced your way out. And then all of a sudden you get to Boston. You promised the Celtic fans that you're going to be there. You had an opportunity to actually grow and play with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. You bounced on them. Then you persuade KD to come to Brooklyn, join you, your best friend, and then all of a sudden, you're in a position in Brooklyn. They fire Steve Nash, hire Jock Vaughn. You have everything in the world with you right now. The team is moving in the right direction. KD's balling. You're balling. You have one of the best records in the league. And all of a sudden, you don't even tell your best friend, so-called, in Kevin Durant, that you want out. And you request the trade, get to Dallas, and now you're here. So my thing is to Kyrie, forget where they're at right now. They're not going to make the play-in tournament. What do Kyrie want for his, his legacy? 
What is Kyrie agenda? Those are the questions that I want to know. And the confusion part is, is that you would have been in these situations where you could have capitalized on them. But Kyrie Irving, the smart guy, the guy that's smarter than everybody else in the world when it comes to making decisions, and we don't understand him and things to that nature, he don't understand himself. And he don't understand what positions are how these actions or him requesting trades out of certain organizations, I believe is going to tarnish his legacy. I, I, look, I, I understand it because this is the thing. You're looking at it total career, short, short, short sample. So you went on the whole career. I get it. That's a different conversation. The short sample we're talking about is the Dallas Mavericks and him right there. Now, again, you got to have some context to Kyrie as a player, places he's been, context. But this team is not great. They have no. two great players, and then they're struggling with the pieces around. They're not very good defensively. So you think, hey, maybe we add some offense. It can give us a boost. But you look at these numbers. These numbers just say that they're going to be where they are, either right. out of the play-in or struggling to get in the play-in. And that's what they are. That's what these defense are. But look, field goal percentage, right, defense, that's not going to help Kyrie. All those things are not Kyrie's thing. But it's the disparity that he's talking about between the expectations coming in and what is the reality of this team and part of it being traded midseason I imagine I haven't been it's not easy I want to bring in someone who has Vince Carter Vince what do you make of all that we heard from Kyrie Irving I mean <laughs> you guys have said it all I've been traded midseason matter of fact I was traded from Toronto to the Nets over there with RJ and it's just an adjustment period and obviously it's just depends on what your roster look like they're great offensively as far as those two are dynamic with those two guys but you know, they gave up a lot to get him, and you, now you don't have the defensive presence or enough of the defensive presence and enough of rim protection uh, to, to solidify yourselves as a spot. So right now, for them to win, they're going to need a little luck, take care of business, and outscore people. But, you know, as far as this, the, the Kyrie situation, yeah, he. Uh, one thing I do uh, agree with uh, Perk, what he said is Kyrie has to figure out what he wants and what he wants to accomplish from here on out. Because the decision he makes here from here on out is going to matter. And it's going to, it's going to, you know, because when he leaves there, Dallas is in a huge hole uh, or, or when he leaves or if he leaves. And then wherever he goes now, they're going to expect him to perform his availability and to get it done. So he has a huge decision and to figure out, like, like I said, what do you want? When you figure out what you want, how do you go about it to make it all work? Well, at the end of the day, right now, the Mavs, they sit at 11th in the West. Their next opponent is the Miami Heat. Then they have the Hawks, the Kings, the Bulls, the Spurs. They have a runway here, but it's got to be done right now. Let's get to Kyrie's former running mate in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant. He made his return last night for the Phoenix Suns. They took on the Timberwolves, who came in looking for their fifth straight win right here on ESPN. There you can see KD coming on in. He came out a little bit cold, couldn't quite get a shot to go early here, Perk. Yeah, I mean, he struggled. I mean, you, obviously McDaniels uh, was on him, but he still have to get his legs back under him. But I thought, you know, his energy, him being on the floor was just a great thing for the Phoenix Suns. He missed his first. Part of it. Greatness don't shake his head. You feel me? He missed his first six shots of the game, but he continued to go to work for it, and that's his spot. He gets one to fall. Right. Jay McDowell did a great job. Yes, this man's going to be an all-defensive player. Was that probably the best matchup for KD after having missed time? But no. But if there's anybody that would doubt that KD would go get his, you don't really know KD because he's Kevin Durant. He would say, 
Do you know my name? I'm Kevin Durant. On to the fourth quarter here. This was a great game. Tight throughout. KD from three over Nas Reed gets that one to go. Starting to look a little bit more like himself here now. Yeah, no, it was impressive. But again, I think when you see the, like, the impact that Devin Booker is having with that yeah. other superstar wing, it just, like for him, he is just seeing green, green lights. He's eaten. The game is becoming extremely easy when you have that other wing. The Suns get the win. Here's Kevin Durant after the game. Yeah, it felt good. Um, you know, miss playing, miss being with the guys. Um, it's a good win for us, and we needed this one. Um, but, uh, yeah, I felt good being out there again. I thought he battled um, on both ends. I think his cardio has got to get back to the level where he wants it. Once he gets that, you'll see, you know, the Kevin that we all know. What is it like from a confidence standpoint for the group to look over and have him there? Yeah, I mean, it's confidence for everybody. Um, you know, I was saying that even when he wasn't playing, he was just on the bench. Obviously, having him out there on the court next year is better. There's a lot more space, versatility on the defense, and more length, and, you know, just one of the best to ever do it. Back here with Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins. So, Richard, help us break down here how KD impacted the Suns' offense. He's Kevin Durant. Let's take out this. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. Look, when you have Kevin Durant, again, we talked about Chris Paul being off the ball because Kevin Durant can bring up the ball. He can run the point forward. But look at the amount of space that you're getting from him. It's so impressive. Look, he's getting beyond bow layups, right? Because obviously he's going to get so much attention and his playmaking is something that doesn't get enough credit. So now here again, now he's the pick and, he's the pick and pop guy. That's a problem, right? When you got campaign, again, Chris Paul off the ball, right? So when you have him being able to make that decision, now look, you look, Devin Booker, you can't leave. Devin Booker, so now he's playing one-on-one over there. What it does is it, it, it expands the defense and it makes it so much more difficult to guard their entire roster. Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. It only makes the West that much more wild. We've got a lot to get to, gentlemen, on the show, so I'm going to keep it pushing. Still to come on NBA Today, the number two Celtics, the number one Bucks, they square off tonight. Richard and Perk, they draft their top five players on both teams. What? Do not miss what? that. What? did you say we were doing that? Plus, if Steph Curry. Beatings, maybe you are no. He is a new deal with Under Armour that could end up being one of the richest Ooh. endorsement deals in sports. He's going to tell us more. And AP Player of the Year, Caitlin and Clark is standing by with Monica McNutt ahead of their huge Final Four matchup against Elia Boston. Don't go anywhere. NBA Today will be right back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. Welcome back to NBA Today, the NBA draft. It is June 22nd right here on ESPN, and the top five in the latest mock draft on ESPN.com has a very unique look to it because take a look at this. The projected top pick, Victor Wembanyama, he plays in France, and then the second picks, they play in the G League, and then the fourth and fifth picks play in the Overtime Elite League. Alabama's Brandon Miller is the only player in the top five to play NCAA <laughs> basketball. <laughs> So for some news on one of the top prospects in June's draft, we're joined by senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what more can you tell us about Brandon Miller? Yeah, Malika, Brandon Miller made it official today, told me that he's entering the June NBA draft. Uh, the best NBA prospect in college basketball this season at Alabama, in a national freshman of the year, uh, the leading scorer among freshmen in college basketball, SEC player of the year. Uh, he'll enter the draft, and, and this is a player who right now, number three in Jonathan Gavoni's uh, mock draft, but he's going to make a push to be the second overall pick. I think he and Scoot Henderson from G League Ignite are shoulder to shoulder uh, behind the generational number one overall pick. Victor Wembayama. So May 16th, the draft lottery will be there in Chicago, Malika. Uh, that Brandon Miller is going to be a big part of the drama of that night. Three teams right now are basically locked in to have uh, the best odds at getting number one overall, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Pistons. Mm, that's interesting, Woj, because when we had you and Jonathan Gavoni on the show a couple of weeks ago, both of you guys mentioned that, that people were looking at him as high as the number two pick. What is it that intrigues teams the most about him? The kind of season, certainly, Brandon Miller had at Alabama, uh, you know, the size at that position, essentially a 6'9 shooting guard, uh, his ability to score and pass, uh, guard multiple positions. Teams saw a really great competitive level out of him this season on an Alabama team that was number one in the country for a significant part of the year, a number one seed in the tournament. You know, he had an injury uh, in the NCAA tournament that limited him. Uh, but I think teams certainly, you look at that big wing position and you think of players like, you know, Paul George and Jason Tatum and Kawhi Leonard, it is a premium in the NBA and you know Brandon Miller this season has made a case and he'll have an opportunity now between now and the draft is you know he waits to see uh, where the teams land in the lottery and they'll get a chance to spend time with him get to know him better uh, but Brandon will Brandon Miller certainly uh, neck and neck with Scoot Henderson of G League Ignite uh, to go second overall and uh, a lot of that will be that picture will become clear May 16th at the draft lottery in Chicago. May 16th is the draft lottery, Woj. Thank you. Just a reminder that the NBA draft, it is okay. June 22nd on ESPN. So from a top NBA prospect, let's go to the women's tournament where Caitlin Clark, who has just caught the nation's attention, electric offensively. You can see her there live in practice. We will check in with our Monica McNutt coming up in just a little bit. Eastern Conference heavyweights go toe-to-toe. -to You're not ready to come play, then don't step on that court. Tatum, oh, he caught one! Punched it on Giannis! Straight train 
Heightened awareness, potential matchup in the playoffs. You gotta come out and play good basketball. The heavyweight fight on the hardwood, basketball combat at its best. Like any prize fight, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. You're watching NBA Today, presented by American Express. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com that's caitlin clark the newly minted naismith player of the year who is in dallas at iowa practice as we speak so for a little bit more on the practice that we are watching let's bring in our friend monica mcnutt because monica you wear a whole lot of hats you wear the analyst hat you wear the reporter hat you wear the host hat i mean girl let me try on some of those but what about play by play can you talk us through what she has been doing on the court today Man, Malika, well, so far, today's been pretty chill. It's an open practice. It's just as much about the fans that have traveled to be here to celebrate their teams as it is the players getting a chance to get a little more acclimated with the court that they obviously will be pursuing a national championship on. But in general, when you look at what she's been doing over the tournament, you mentioned it. She comes up with another Player of the Year award. But she's shooting 50% practically from the field in the tournament for the high volume of shots that she's been taking and, like, 48% from behind the three-point line. And so... Clark just continues to be incredible. And honestly, we've seen, you know, the plus 20-point performances, right. even 30-point performances. But I actually think in the tournament, she has elevated her game and is playing her best basketball when it matters most. Well, and the world is taking notice of that, Monica. Whenever I log on to Twitter, whenever I see comments about what she is doing, everybody just seems to be blown away by the, the dominance that she has been displaying here. What makes her such a force on the court, particularly offensively? Oh, man, I think it's kind of like, okay, so obviously this is the NBA today, right? Everybody always says about LeBron, either make him a scorer or mm-hmm. a facilitator. That's kind of the conundrum folks have when it comes to Caitlin Clark, right? I gave you her percentage numbers in terms of shooting, but she's also averaging 11 assists over the course of the tournament. And so I think the idea of smothering her, in fact, we were having this discussion with our tremendous colleagues here covering the tournament, Rebecca Lobo, Carolyn Peck, L. Duncan, Andrea Carter. We were kind of stuck on the word smother because mm. it's like, can you smother her? Can you smother her as a scorer and then allow her to get off as a facilitator or is it vice versa? And so I just think her court vision, her basketball IQ sets the table for both of those abilities, both scoring and playmaking. Well, tomorrow, though, it may be the biggest challenge for her to date. South Carolina has won, what, 42 straight games, defending national championships. Aaliyah Boston, Don Staley, the whole shebang. So what are your expectations for her in that game? 
Well, I do think both stars in that contest continue to shine brightly, whether it's Caitlin Clark having a plus 25 performance and a notable amount of assists, or Leah Boston walking into another double-double. Honestly, Malika, now bear with me, basketball nerds, because I think this game is not going to be decided by the names that you see on the marquee when you talk about these two teams. South Carolina's bench is giving them 30 points in this NCAA tournament, Ooh. while Iowa's bench is just putting out 12 points. And so as, as bright as the two stars are, and we are all salivating over this matchup, I think this one's going to come down to the productivity that they can get from the others, as the good Kendrick Perkins likes to say. <laughs> the good Kendrick Perkins. Monica McNutt, thank you so much for stopping by NBA Today. It is going to be a showdown. I love what Jeff Van Gundy said yesterday on the broadcast. He said, Caitlin Clark may be like the Luka Doncic of the NBA. Electric offensively, but defensively, let's see what she can do against this incredible <laughs> South Carolina team. Monica McNutt, thank you so much. LSU Virginia Tech gets us started, followed by the main event. Caitlin Clark and Iowa taking on Aaliyah Boston's South Carolina. Coverage begins with our final four special at 6 o'clock, and then Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, they are back doing their own commentating on the games on ESPN2 and ESPN+. You can join the conversation with hashtag Bird Taurasi. All right, it's time for some Put It In Work presented by Upwork. Light the beam, my friends. The Kings, they put in work on a severely undermanned Blazer squad, winning 120 to 80 and finally putting an end to the longest playoff drought in pro sports of 16 years. Because remember, the year it was 2006, Kendrick Perkins, he was a spry 21-year-old, and Richard Jefferson, he was in New Jersey net, just enjoying the day off, logging on to his MySpace, the hot social media phenomenon. I was in sixth grade. I was hoping to get that pink Razor phone for Christmas. That was the last time the Sacramento Kings made it to the postseason until now. Light the dang beam. The Seattle Mariners and their long-suffering faithful fans breathe a sigh of relief when they ended a 20-year playoff drought on October 1st. The pitch from Acevedo. And in that instant, the Mariners took their unwanted stinking crown and gladly placed it on the head of the Sacramento Kings. When it comes to the NFL, NHL, MLB, and NBA, there was no franchise with a longer playoff drought than the 17-year one worn by the Kings. Why? Countless bad draft picks while passing on the likes of Curry, Clay, Kawhi, Giannis, Levine, Booker, Bam, Luka, and Trey. When the Kings acquired DeMontis Sabonis for up-and-coming all-star Tyrese Halliburton last season, the expectation was that they made yet another bad trade. This is some form of malpractice on the Kings' part. <laughs> this is so some form of, you, of malpractice. I'm so proud of you. But on the contrary, it was a win-win for both teams as Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox immediately showed the makings of a superstar duo. Sabonis, Come training camp time, former NBA champion Harrison Barnes was still on the roster and a capable scorer to go to alongside Fox and Sabonis. Sacramento then drafted Keegan Murray, who went on to become the 2023 Vegas Summer League MVP. But the additions didn't stop there. The Kings acquired two hot scoring vet guards and Malik Monk and Kevin Herter, who predicted playoffs long before anyone else. 
Obviously, that's the first thing you hear of. You know, the second you get traded here, how long it's been since he made the playoffs, and there's no reason we shouldn't be in the mix for sure. I got Keegan Murray because he's going to be on a playoff team. Ooh. The Kings are going to end the streak. All right. And last, but certainly not least, Sacramento hired Mike Brown as their head coach, giving him his third opportunity in this role. After building a foundation under a potential NBA coach of the year in Mike Brown, the Kings have finally exercised their playoff ghosts by qualifying for the postseason. Take a deep breath, Sacramento. Cry tears of joy if you need to. And light the beam. Mark Spears, thank you. Here's Sacramento's starting lineup the last time they made the playoffs. They lost in six games to the Spurs in the first round. They were led in scoring by Bonzi Wells, Meta World Peace, and that team also featured Kevin Martin, Sharif, Abdur, Rahim coming off of the bench as well. So it's been a minute since we've seen the Sacramento Kings in the postseason, but that drought has ended. We got a big one going down tonight. The Bucks, the Celtics, number one and number two seed in the East squaring off. We'll get you set for that matchup next. Drew Holiday and the Milwaukee Bucks facing the Pacers last night. Drew Holiday was hot in this one, Richard. What? He was like, hey, look, Middleton, you take a day off. I got this. But this is what people tell you. You don't understand. They gave away a lot for Drew Holiday, and this man has made sure he was worth every value. It was impressive doing it on all three levels. And we also know this. I don't even care about the 50 ball. He's one of the best defensive guards in this league. That shows you how good oh, the Bucks are. Oh, we absolutely care about the 50 ball. That was a career high for him last. No, but I'm just saying it just it, it just shows how round his game is. Oh, well, how round is his game? Woo. Oh, that was monster. <laughs> Look at him. Tell him, Giannis. Ah, that wasn't even the best dunk of the game. <laughs> that wasn't even the best dunk of the game. A little mean mug for good measure there. The Bucks at this point. Uh, do you like this Doug Moore perk? Oh! Oh! Uh, look out below! Watch Drew Holiday. Watch Drew Holiday, though. Oh, you ain't gonna show Drew Holiday? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He there go, to, Drew. He went to Duke. I don't give him that much love, but that was a nice dunk. He said, you're that dude. Holiday had a career-high 51 points. The Bucks go on to get the win, 149-136. Drew Holiday putting the finishing touches on an impressive performance. And Giannis, his brother, cross-leg, enjoying it. A little oh, water that's shower that's for Drew Holiday in the locker room afterwards. So prior to last night, Drew Holiday had never scored more than 40 points in his career. Now the sixth player to score 50 points in Milwaukee Bucks history. Back with the one and only Vince Carter now. And I've said this a couple of times, Vince. When, when I talked to uh, Drew Holiday in the finals, he told me he wanted to go down as two things, a monster defender and a champion. So I ask you, is he the best two-way guard in the NBA right now? Is there a case to be made there? There is a case to be made, Malika, for mm. sure. I mean, you would think of PG as guards, maybe DeJounte Murray, um, Clay Thompson possibly, you know, to throw in that mix. But, yes, I think uh, what he's, he's done, you know, since he's been with the Bucks, what he did in the Olympics, and what he's doing now has just been unbelievable. It's like you think you, he's going to go out there and guard the best player. Yes. Yeah. But, like, offensively, he's scoring at all levels. He's playing bully ball in the post. 
He can get downhill, get to where he wants, and he's shooting a three with ease right now, Malika. So, yes, he is one of the best, if not the best, two-way player right now we have. He, he was certainly, yes, he was certainly the secret sauce, right, to their championship just a couple of years ago when they traded uh, Eric Bledsoe left, Drew Holiday came in. It made all the difference in the world for that team. Vince, please do not go too far. We need to get a little bit more into the Milwaukee Bucks here because for them to reach their ultimate goal, they're going to need Drew to be on his highest level. I love this photo last night. And then there's these two. Bro, you got to go the other way, dog. First of all, I would hate to sit next to you on a plane, bro. No, you know, you, I'm going to hate. You look would, at, you I know I was right. Cozy. Producers in my ear telling me it was right because Perk is not doing it following the television, well, following the picture. But look, imagine sitting in a plane next to him, bro. Imagine <laughs> you, you, you feel why, real comfortable That's why right you now. need two seats. <laughs> Let's break well, down these two teams one. just a little bit further, assuming they're all going to be healthy. I want you both to draft the starters for the two teams in a big matchup tonight. The Boston Celtics taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. I can, do you need no, just for people to know, I am 6'7", 240 pounds. <laughs> and look at that. I'll make you look good, bro. <laughs> you deadly stand next to oh, you. I look, look, look real make, good stand next to you. Well, well, since you want to talk about my weight, that I didn't gives, say anything the, about your that weight, gives bro. me the opportunity to have the number one pick. I agree. And it's only right. And I think all GMs, all 30 of them will agree with me. I'm taking Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not only did Drew Holiday have a 50-piece of career high, he had a 30 Five-point triple-double last night. The best player in the league. Give me Giannis at number one. And you know how this works because it's kind of like a snake draft, right? Speaking of snakes. So what you get <laughs> what you get is I get two and three. So the two and three are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Then this starts to get interesting. Yeah, give me my two. Why is Drew Holiday up there? I did not say Drew. Drew, I love you. Great game. I did not say Drew at number two. <laughs> I, I said Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at the number two and three. There we go. Let's figure it out. We'll get We'll get it. This is not okay. What, what is going on? It'll here? happen. It'll happen. Anyways, this so I got Jalen Brown. I got Jason Tatum as my two, as my as my one and two. Who you got, Perk? Well, I mean, they might as well transfer Drew Holiday over here, the best two-way player in the game. I don't know what Vince was talking about, but when it comes down to strapping up, picking up full court, he's the best at it. He's a walking bucket. He don't get enough credit for what he do on a night-to-night basis. Now, this part is tough. This one's tough because you got – the reigning defensive player of the year in Marcus Smart, but you also got Middleton. And I'm going to go with Middleton. I think he is the next. Why is Drew still there? Because you there can't is. pick two. We're going pick for pick. No, it's, yeah, if you get the one pick, I get two. He gets and, I get two. two and so three. he took Jalen okay. Brown at that's two, not, and then he took Chris Middleton the at three. Is oh, okay, yeah. well, I got Chris Middleton. Like, okay. okay, cool. You got Chris Middleton. So what I would do is I would make it even since you're crying. All right, since you're crying at number three. Give me big Brook Lopez. Give me Brook Lopez because I need defense. And with him and Giannis, the way that they anchor defense, the chemistry that they have is proven that you could win a title with both of those guys being your four and five in the league. Oh, oh, okay, that, that's fine. I, I got no I got no issue with this. You're going with straight bucks. I'm going to go. Can, uh, You're going with Jalen Brown, I, I, I've bro. already picked Jalen. Okay, we're going to go with Marcus Smart because I already have Jalen Brown on my team. That's the way I'm living. So, Marcus Smart, that is my next. Okay, continue, That's big it? guy. No, continue. Explain about Marcus No, he's the reigning defensive player of the year. Sometimes things speak for themselves. Okay. And Marcus Smart is uh, one of them. That's cool. That's cool. You confused and your side is confused as well. At number four, <laughs> I'm going with a guy that actually was in the Bucks uniform, got traded, won rookie of the year, 
50, 40, 90 guy. Give me Malcolm Brogdon right here for a spacer, a guy that could play off the ball, capable, capable of knocking down shots. Also, is not a defensive liability. We'll strap up on the defensive end. I want to. I, I. I feel like I have to say that this isn't totally working. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty. It's who fun. Would, who would you in, take it? Mine five? is perfect. Yeah. Who would you take I mean, at five, as, Perk? As me, I'm perfect. At five, you know what? I think I feel like that Richard would take Al Horford, so I'm gonna go ahead and give him five. With me at number five, no, I didn't say I was taking Al Horford. Remove him, okay? I'm taking Grayson Allen at number five. If I, I could, if I could just go WWE a- right HR, now, and HR, just, HR, just, HR. All right, HR. I can't wait to see these two teams go head to head tonight. I'm gonna let bro. them finish Can't whatever that is happening like over there. But Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they haven't just been going back and forth in the standings. They've also been going back and forth in the MVP race all the year. And so for more on that, I want to bring in Tim Bontemps, our NBA reporter, because you released your latest straw poll this morning, Tim. What more? Can you tell us about that? Well, Malik, it showed the race between Nicole Jokic and Joel Embiid being as close as it could possibly be, with Joel Embiid only leading by two total points out of a thousand. The difference between a second place vote and a third place vote, and not even as big as the difference between a first and second place vote. Now, as you'll see here on the graphic, Joel Embiid has less first place votes than Nicole Jokic does by two, 40 to 42, and is only winning this ballot because he has more second place votes than Jokic. And as you look at how close those top three guys are with Joel Embiid, Nicole Jokic, Ignaz Tenekupo, this is going to probably come down to which of the, where people are placed in the second and third place spots on the ballot. It's got a chance to be closer than what currently is the closest race of all time between Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, and Michael Jordan back in 1990, when Magic only won by 22 points and didn't have the most first place votes. The only time that's happened since media's voted. It's certainly going to be the closest since Steve Natch edged out Shaquille O'Neal in 2005. But after all the talk about how close this race has been all Mm. year, this poll, which is the graphic up there showed, has been right the last four years. I think it's right this year in saying that this thing is going to go right down to the last day of the regular season on April 9th. I think it's such interesting insight, this straw poll here, Tim Bontemps, because as you said, the last four years, it has been a predictor of what we saw in the MVP race. And this year, I can't expect it to be any different. Thank you so much for your work on this and for joining us here on NBA Today. All right, it's Richard's turn. It's his favorite segment. That's where we're going next. We're heading to TikTok to see what people think about the final two spots in the east people in the eastern like and western conference stay <laughs> tuned to see people. if you were featured these my people yeah I could yo yo get them donuts get out of them donuts Get out of get get what, your get down bro get your ass out of donuts yes I went bald when I was young Stop tagging me in this video. I do not look like that. This is what I grew up on. This Phoenix. Yeah, they need to come back with it, though. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner, Jason Tatum, looking clean. He's got the J's matching the fit. We got to travel on Loverboy over here. You guys want to get your face on NBA Today? Look, stitch this and give us your hot take for the season. We're going to put your face up on that big screen and answer your questions. Don't get your finger out of there. Anyway, welcome back to NBA Today. It's me. It's Perk. It's Malika. 
right? And, and look, first of all, let me say this. Hey, Jalen, I'm sorry. That was me. <laughs> oh, my God. My bad. Stop it. My bad, bro. Stop it. Anyways, here we go. We're TikToking with me. I want to show you guys. I want to show you guys the actual question that we asked you guys. And you know the game. Uh, oh, I lost Malik. Yeah, let him have Lost the well, Listen, this is what we're doing here. We tell you guys to submit on the TikTok. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. This was the question that we asked you guys. We want to know who you guys have in those final two playoff spots and why. Eastern and Western Conference. Submit two if you want to get both conferences in. Yes. It'll help your chances getting up on that big screen. Ah. Let's do it. All right. Woo. All right, here we go. Roll the first. Let's go. The last two spots in the Eastern Conference, I'm giving that number seven seed to the Miami Heat. Ooh. When they're playing their brand of basketball, they're hard to beat. When Jimmy Butler's on that floor, when everyone's healthy and doing their thing, they're a playoff contending team. And at that eight seed, I'm giving it to the Chicago Bulls. That's a surprise to some people, but they got some quality wins as of recently. They have found a momentum at the end of the season that you would want to have going into a play-in tournament. All right, Perk, you like it? What do you think? She's actually smarter than you with her <laughs> and watching the game of basketball. I completely agree with her. I believe that the, the Bulls will be the eighth seed, and I believe the Miami Heat will be the seventh seed. Yeah, Very shout out, point shout out to Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly has really injected a lot of energy. All right, what's the next one? Seven seed is going to be the Golden State Warriors. Okay. It's going to be a matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies. A rivalry, some might say, uh, including me. And the eight seed is going to be the Lakers. LeBron James is going to will himself into the playoffs. He's not going to miss the playoffs twice in a row. Uh, and it's going to set up a great matchup between him and Jokic. All right. All right. Vince, what you got? Come on. Let's bring, let's bring in our guy, VC. VC, what you think? I, I like that. I like that. I actually like that. I, you I'm like for sure. I think the Lakers are... Man, can I say it, man? <laughs> yeah, get him, Vince. I just want to know. He said two picks. I just want to I know. I like the fact that he... he I like the Lakers getting in, and I, I, I like uh, Golden State and Memphis, but I, I think the Lakers are going to get in and make some noise and give the Denver Nuggets some problems. There you go, Bert. Okay, well, there you go. said he had those big-ass hey. glasses on. Obviously, he don't see that the Golden State Warriors are at the sixth spot. They're going to stay there, but hey, keep going. Maybe, maybe they drop. Maybe they drop. We don't know. It's been crazy in the West all year long. All right, what's the last one? Give us the last one. Yo, Richard, the uh -oh. Pelicans are the most dangerous oh, team in the game. Because next week they're getting Zion Williamson back. Jokic should be scared. Why Josh should be scared. You voice, should be scared. First of all, let me express to you guys who <laughs> that was forced. That's our producer. I don't know why he submitted that. They snuck that one in. But I want to get, I'm going to rat out. <laughs> I'm going to rat him out. So listen, he was arguing that he could beat Jokic in a one-on-one -on -one match. And he was serious. He was so serious. I could beat you too, though. Anyways, we had made a bet. I said I would bet uh, his 1,000 to my 10,000 that he couldn't beat me. Check up. Check up? Are you really the first? First of all, no. No, I'm the, this way. We're not playing this game. <laughs> got your ass. Oh, bump. Bump. Yeah. See? He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Take, take the ball. You try. You want some of this? Come on, bro. We'll get in here defensively. Watch the travel. Watch the travel. What's you want some of this work? Some of this work? Oh! He's a flush. He knew better than that. I mean, give me all that. I'm sweating and stuff, man. You guys got me stressing. Yeah, he really, no, literally, he's a really a bet. One, his 1,000 and my 10,000 that he is not going to beat me in King of the Court. We will have that film for you. NBA Today. I'm out of breath. We'll be back <laughs> in 60 seconds. You're out of my armpit. <laughs>
NBA Today is presented by American Express. Don't live life without it. Some big news off the floor. Steph Curry has signed a new long-term extension with Under Armour that will extend beyond his playing days and into his retirement. And while the exact terms were not disclosed, the new contract, it could be one of the richest ever endorsement deals in all of sports. So Curry reflected on what's next with our shoe guru, Nick DePaula. What's next is always the question, right? You always, you know, never in my wildest dreams when we even, you know, partnered with Under Armour and, and, and got into the signature business that I know, you know, what the journey was going to look like. And uh, we want to keep leveling up. You know, I want to keep performing on the court at the highest level. I want to keep reiterating the signature shoes. That's what Curry, Curry Brand is all about and continue to, to, uh, to change the game. Thank you, Steph. It's a good day today. It's opening night in baseball. The White Sox and the Astros, they will face off tonight on ESPN. In honor of opening day, Richard, here are some of our favorite NBA player first pitches. Ooh, is that Sosa? Well, it's Michael Jordan wearing a Sosa jersey. Oh, yeah. oh. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but Michael Jordan played baseball, so, you know. Did he, though? Did he, though? Well, then there's LeBron. This is right after he was drafted in 2003. Look at them jeans. Jeez. <laughs> I said it was 2003, so. Jeez, yeah. Well, bad, I, listen, though. if we're going to break down baseball pitches, right, like at this point in time, that's got to go uh, point LeBron. John Wall in 2011, though. Let's see how he did. Okay. Young John Wall. Oh, oh. my God! Ew! I don't. Why he didn't he didn't let go of the ball? <laughs> he like <laughs> that was disgusting. Oh, that was Perk. Have you ever thrown out a first pitch? No, I haven't. Do you think they'll let you? You know who has? Who? Vince, Vince Carter. Carter. Vince, but Vince is a professional hobbyist. He's good at everything he does. Ooh. Yeah, see, he's good at it. How'd I know? Yeah, like, that was seen him bowl, annoyingly perfect. Vince, where you was? Was that a minor <laughs> league game? Yeah, You're not Daytona a per- Tortugas. Yeah, it's a minor league. It's, it's, yeah, the Tortugas, baby. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, okay. He my, even my, got the, tor- the Tortugas jersey yeah, going on there. I, no, that was I, impressive. Yeah. Oh, Shout okay. out to Craig Seger. It was Craig Seger night. We were honoring That's Craig Seger and, and his family. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, that was fun. So, I, 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 I've seen... Some of those pitches that day, and I watched 50 Cent, and, you know, obviously John oh. Wall, and I was like, bro, hit the strike zone. <laughs> yeah. Strike zone, just let him ke- – Perk, we got to get you to throw out a first pitch. Wow. Well, typically, typically they do Why it They so do it for, like, a you, notable person, uh, so maybe this, we have to make a call. I don't need you to make a call. <laughs> I feel like we I don't just need it for content on this show. that has to do with athletics. I don't want to have to move. I don't want well, – only thing I'm doing on the night So you don't want to do nothing strenuous. Yeah, arm curls. That's all I'm doing is arm curls. we see it. That's all I'm doing. How about a couple of sit-ups, Yeah, I don't want to do sit-ups. I don't want to do sit-ups. We got a big one tonight. The Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks going head-to-head. We're going to react to that tomorrow on NBA Today. That's going to do it for us. We will see you tomorrow. Oh, hey, shout out to Sean Stewart, Doc's champ of the McDonald's game. <laughs>